Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Hey, what's going on? Hope everyone had a great Halloween weekend. Welcome to episode 70 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from the University of Western Mustangs as Amy LeDuc takes home the weekly honors. Amy was a force in the playoffs as she went 3-0 with no earned runs, 10 strikeouts, and just 3 walks as the Mustangs captured the OIWFA Championship. Awesome job, Amy. Best of luck going forward. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with former Halifax Jaguar and owner of Prodigy Sports, Sheet Harbor native, Jeff Cameron. Jeff had an extensive playing career which spanned almost 20 years, seeing him get a start in his hometown of Sheet Harbor, and then getting the chance to play in countries all over the world like New Zealand, Venezuela, and the Dominican Republic. Jeff was also a key part of the 1998 Halifax Jaguars that would win the Canadian Men's Senior National Championship on home soil in Nova Scotia. We're going to talk to Jeff about getting a start in the game, traveling the world to play this great sport, some amazing stories from his time in Venezuela, of course his sports store that he owns to this day, Prodigy Sports, and much, much more. Jeff was an absolute beauty to chat with and hope you and I shared some good laughs with him over this episode. With that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling, ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you, could you say that anything goes, anything goes, anything goes? And we're back. <laughs> hey, Dick. Hi, Hopi. How are you, buddy? Good, man. I was just thinking today, actually, this has been a long time since we've seen each other. <laughs> it, it has been. Why so long, though? I uh, guess just we no more ball field. No, no more ball and a uh, couple back-to-back girls Episodes. on the podcast. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jesus, we were going two or three days with uh, yeah. at least seeing. You should clean the peanut butter off the top know, of your man. mouth. <laughs> I got the surgery done and it's just so weird. Speaking yeah, it's just so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a long episode. All, I won't make fun of you, I promise. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, so how is your mouth feeling? Different? Yeah. <laughs> Taking a lot to get used to. Jesus, man. <laughs> I, I said, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to sound normal, but. Uh, yeah, well, you're not, you don't sound normal. All right. Yeah, it's all right. I'll get used it's to totally it. It's fine. Oh, I'm out. Anyway, but. Uh, Let's talk no, about, it's going uh, to take a little bit getting used to what Dennis said to, you know, learn how to eat and talk again. <laughs> Jesus. That's good. Yeah. Let's talk about my, uh, uh, Flood Central here in our, in our, 
<laughs> our beautiful studio downtown Dutch settlement. Yeah, we had a little bit of a, a flood down here last last weekend. Yeah, and woke up on Sunday morning. First, we had no water. Yeah, so that was we were like, what's, what's going, going on, on here? here? Yeah. Anyway, uh, come down and found the water, <laughs> <laughs> but an inch on the floor, and I was like, oh no. So yeah. that's so disheartening when that stuff happens. Yeah, had to get rid of. <sighs> Some stuff, as yeah. you could see when you walked in the basement door. Yeah, yeah. outside there's, stuff a, there. there's some stuff and uh, a yard sale. <laughs> pretty much that stuff. <laughs> yeah, but uh, now so we got her dried up and cleaned up, and it looks pretty clean in here. Yeah. Right well, the good thing, like especially out, like on the other side where we keep stuff. Yeah, you my, purge. My wife has a lot of stuff in in totes. Oh yeah, so right, right, yeah. At yeah. least they're not in cardboard boxes. That's right. That's good. So, yeah, that's good. That uh, that helped a lot, and. Uh, Anyway, stuff. we're good. Yeah, I wanted to ask how. Uh, so when I interviewed you, how, how did the podcast go as far as downloads went? Was it good. going pretty well on the average? Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, um, that was fun. I've got some good comments from well, mostly of our friends, of course, because <laughs> I know you're such a <laughs> you're such an anomaly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got a text from Fraser anyway. saying, "Yeah, laughed his ass off for <laughs> yeah. three minutes." So. Yeah, Richie Connors actually texted me, but he was doing play by play as he was texting me. I can't believe he said, "Oh my god, he was this!" Oh my god, he was this! Blah, 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 blah. Oh my god, he was a chef. It's like, yeah, Richie, I was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was fun though. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so we fun. just hosted uh, South Pole Nova Scotia. EGM just on this past weekend. Oh, did you? Right on. Yeah. It, uh, it went okay. It wasn't, uh, there weren't very many people that attended like outside of the, uh, the directors and what have you. Right. Or the executive, I guess we can call it. So I was kind of hoping there was going to be more just to kind of show some interest or ask some questions uh, as to how we're going to promote our game more. But mm -hmm. uh, I've been in communication back and forth with Richie and Caroline the last few days after the EGM has been completed and just talking about what we're going to try to do and right. what they're, they have a plan in place. Anyway, uh, hopefully it'll work out for us. Any like nothing big. I nothing mean, big. my biggest complaint was of course was our area is great. East mm. hands and, and Brookfield are, yeah. are they're fantastic. We have ball mines, softball people that love softball in those two communities. Right. So they want to run that. They want to make it work. It's, yep. it's, we got to get somebody in the other areas to make it work so that we have people to play because yeah, we sure. need to grow the sport for sure. Big time. Yeah. And we're going to have meeting this weekend to uh, talk about some stuff. Yeah. So this, uh, this Saturday we're going to meet kind of uh, the brain trust of uh, a group of us and uh, put together a plan for what we're going to call the Maritime Fast Pitch League. Mm -hmm. um, we had it years ago. Yep. Um, this time it'll be a, a little bit different scale where we have Canada Games Nova Scotia and Canada Games New Brunswick will be involved as well because mm -hmm. they want to play a bunch of games, of course, before they go away to Canada Games, which is a great idea. Right. But we want this to not just last this year. We want it to move into the next year. So it looks like five teams. Mm -hmm. PEI will have a team, two in New Brunswick and two in Nova Scotia. Canada Games and our Mastodon team, of course. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Big time. Yeah. As long as it gets off the ground. It'll be a tournament type uh, league. Yep. So if you're in Fredericton, for example, you host a tournament, you pay for everything, the balls, the umpires and everything. And yep. then when you come to East Hans, we take care of everything. Same thing. Right. Yeah. So essentially how we did it back in exactly. 2011, 2012. Yeah. Around there. Yeah. That, that yeah. was... That was fun, actually. It was a lot of fun. It's a well, I mean, it's fun to get away, yeah, of course. Yeah, but, but it was a lot of fun because the tournament format—you're getting lots of games, lots of at bats, yeah. and that's the goal for for us. It's it's not about winning the league, right, or winning the tournaments. It's about guys getting at bats so that exactly. we can get better prepared going for nationals, exactly. and Canada games, and yeah. Eastern Canadians, and whatever it may be. Yeah, especially a team Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. Oh gosh, yeah. like getting yeah. them as many games as they can. That's that's, that's right. the big thing. That's right. Yeah. Plus, uh, next year our league, we of course we've talked about it a little bit. Mm. We look to have more games yep play some weekend games mm -hmm. because a lot of the guys had said 
it's great to play weekend games because our families can come. It's not on a Thursday night at seven right. to nine. They can come on the weekends and, you know, yeah. have a hot dog and sit in the stands and watch their dad play or watch exactly. their brother play or whatever. So yep. we're looking forward to that as well. Absolutely. And we're going to host a big tournament. Yes. And that's something we, uh, while we're on the podcast, hopefully yep. lots of our listeners are, are can pay attention to this is we're, we're looking to host what's called the Tide Fest. So it's basically a homecoming week for East Hans. And we have a Hall of Fame induction into our East Hans Hall of Fame. Actually, mm-hmm. this year, our 2017 Mass and Alger going in. Finally. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So we're excited about that. Um, so they do an induction uh, with a, a bunch of other athletes as well. Um, they host a dance, a couple of dances. There's bands playing. So it, fun. It It's my favorite time. I, yeah. I said it last time I was there. It it's like Christmas, but on steroids. Yeah, it's, it's so amazing. fun because you see so many people from that yeah. you haven't seen in such a long time that you went to school with or they moved away or whatever. Exactly. So what our hope is, and I'm not 100% sure of the date. I know July 14th, I think. It's usually the middle of July. Something yeah. of that. Yeah, like that. Yeah. We're hoping to get teams from outside of Atlanta, Canada. So if you're listening and you're in Ontario and in Quebec or yep. wherever, we're going to be putting on uh, a tournament. Uh, there'll be some prize money, of course, that yep. will be awarded. And if you're interested, please just send an email to outside the shoot at gmail.com and uh, just mention it to Randy or myself. Yep. We'll take a look at it and uh, we'll get back to you with some details and uh, hope that we can see you in July of 2022. Yeah. I, I, we planned on doing that a couple of years ago before, we did, before yeah. the pandemic hit and things were looking yeah, we had two positive. Teams, two teams from Ontario? Yeah, I think, I think Watertown, water, Watertown was Waterdown and, and I think Hamilton may have been interested. Maybe, yeah, I remember the two to remember, teams, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, we get some good teams and, and you know, make it an annual event. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, what better way to promote the sport? Right. And for and for people to come in and, and witness Tidefest. Oh, man, that's the thing. We're, <laughs> it'll be sold as a package. Yeah. You come, you pay your entry fee, you get to play, yep. and you're going to Tide Fest. And it's amazing. It's so amazing. It's so fun. <laughs> so many fights. It's so fun. <laughs> well, we're That's just rural community. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's a lot of fun for yep, sure. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, we, uh, we're going to have another guest in studio today. Oh. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, I know. Right yeah. after a flood. Why Poss- not, why possible... Maybe sponsor for yeah, the Maritime we'll Club. We'll talk about it. <laughs> got Jeff Cameron coming on. Yeah. yeah. Good friend of mine. Good yeah. friend of yours. Yeah. Good he's, guy. Uh, he's traveled the world for ball and- uh, He has. He, he gave us a rundown of you know, yeah. some little notes and yeah. man, I, I'm like, I can't wait to talk about some yeah. of this stuff. So. We may not get out here till midnight, but- <laughs> Another pizza's episode. Yeah. The good thing about Jeff is Jeff still gives back to the game. Yep. He, he runs clinics, pitching clinics, hitting clinics. He's yep. always been a great hitter. Um, and of course, his business is thriving with uh, mm-hmm. Prodigy Sports. And he supplies no hockey stuff, but all like football, lacrosse, but a lot of ball stuff. Yep. A lot of ball yeah, for stuff. For sure. Yeah it's, yeah. it's always fun to go, go in the shop. Oh, and I take, love it. Take a walk around. And yeah. See everything. Look but, at uh, the nice gloves and then just walk yeah, out. Yeah. Then walk out. <laughs> Can't yeah. afford it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. It should be a good t- good chat here. And, yeah. uh, you know, we'll find out all of his, uh, his accomplishments and all everything he's done in the game. And, yeah. uh, should be a good one. Awesome. Do you Let's, want another spoonful of peanut butter? I know, man. This, this is going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be tough. Let's get to Jeff. All right. Sounds good. Yo. All right. Here we go. Jeff, thanks for coming to the podcast room. Wow. <laughs> this is where all the magic happens. This is where all the magic happens. This is it. This is where everything happens. It's a little bit uh, musty in here right at the moment only because Randy had a flood, but. Yeah. It's all good though. Couldn't find the water. That's great. How's things been? 
Busy, busy, busy. Uh, not enough hours in the day. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, so work staying very busy for you. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, yeah. Every week, since we came out of COVID, it's been nonstop. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So a lot of your stuff now is it still football stuff, or is that already taken care of? It's really switched over more to basketball and volleyball. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we had, of course, we plugged your your business when we did I our did intro. Know, yeah. And we said that, you know, I know that you're heavy into football and ball, yeah. but in lacrosse, I think if I'm not mistaken, lacrosse, uh, just not hockey, sock. we do uniforms and apparel, Okay, but we don't do the equipment, the gear of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this time of year we, we do lots of, uh, of apparel. Yeah. Right. You know, hoodies, jackets, t-shirts. Yeah. And but, of course, of course we're talking about Prodigy Sports. Uh, yes. Prodigy Sports. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so actually now that we're, well, let's just talk about Well, we're into for, the podcast now. Yeah. Let's just talk about that for a second. How did, how did. Prodigy Sports started anyway. It was. We can edit this part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back in 2000, 2001, I was looking at doing something uh, sports related. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it was kind of when the internet was really starting to, to take off. Yeah. I, was, I was looking to try to sell bats online. And I was playing with uh, Kevin Harvey at the time. Right. And I mentioned to Kevin that um, that's what I was doing. And he said that he had already started something as well. And uh, then we just kind of partnered on on that. Right. And, uh, got things going. And after a couple of years, we decided to part ways. And yep. I've had it ever since. And it's been um, quite an endeavor. Yeah. That's good. You get into to something and you don't realize how much you don't know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But uh, if I... I would have known everything. I probably wouldn't have started. But yeah, uh, you know. well, you say that now, but at the same time, yeah, you're the type of guy that you're full balls in. Like you, you're you don't just do something half ass. You're going no, after it. I. It's abs- the same as when you played sports. Like you, you do it. And even this year, you know, you wanted to play, but I you knew you couldn't to. do it full. Yeah. So you didn't play. I didn't play. No. Yeah. And plus, you're 72 years old, though. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> doesn't help <laughs> no okay <laughs> yeah but i mean I, I i can remember uh actually the first time i had meetings with you when i had the river rats i got my whole set of uniforms yeah. from you yeah. yeah yeah and uh man they were sharp yeah yeah we have a bunch of money to spend here coming up soon yeah for new uniforms uh-huh. i'll have to meet about it anyway we'll talk about we that are. yeah anyway usually we start off the podcast with uh you know we ask every guest Tell us when and where you got your start in the game. Well, I grew up on the Eastern Shore and um, up Nova Scotia. Yeah, up Nova Scotia. <laughs> I got your name. And <laughs> when I first was introduced to the game, was actually in elementary school. Every chance that we got, we were out at lunchtime playing right. scrub or games. And uh, yep. so I started there playing on the lawn, playing catch with my dad, playing with my buddies. And then when I was probably, I don't know, 10 or 11 years old, then they started an Orthodox league along the Eastern shore and we probably had five or six teams. And, um, it was a really good way to start because, mm. uh, the ball was put in play all the time. Yeah. Kids could throw strikes Yeah, and, uh, you know, varying skill level kids could play right. and, and still do okay and have fun. Mm-hmm. And then probably around we were twelve or thirteen, then we started to be introduced to windmill. And when somebody said that one of my friends was pitching windmill, I said, "What's that?" Right. <laughs> yeah. Know. And then watched a few older guys do it, and then just tried to copy them. 
So when you say watch the little guys do it, was that the Sheet Harbor Rockets back at that it point? It was the Sheet Harbor Rockets. Right. Yeah. Okay. And there was also uh, my uncle played for the Spry Harbor Adams, and so it would be oh, really? intermediate. Uh, yeah. C team. Okay. And Spry Harbor is right next to Spry Bay where right. I grew up, which is about 10 minutes outside of Sheet Harbor. That's where. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Of. Yeah. And I believe the guy's name was Ernie Doogie. He is, I think, credited with being one of the first windmill pitchers in Nova Scotia. Is that right? He played out of Spry Harbor. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit of history there. Cool. Well, that's cool. I wonder how he started doing that. <laughs> yeah. We actually, when we did our intro, I, I mentioned about, uh, to help you about what was the, like, I've always heard about Sheet Harbor Rockets growing yeah. up and everything. I always wondered what was the, like, what was the game like down there, you know, like in the eighties and the early nineties, like what was the, like, what kind of crowds did you get down there? And, and what was the, what was the state of the game like down there? Quite a few communities had intermediate teams. It'd mm. probably be intermediate D, but there was no slow pitch. Right. So guys. God love you. Their community had a team and they would play the other communities. And then uh, the Rockets started kind of bringing in some guys and trying to get some of the better players and, right. and moving up the ranks a little bit, trying to, uh, you know, play higher level level of ball. Mm. And uh, it's probably when I was younger, they were, they were probably intermediate B and then they ended up moving up to intermediate A. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, guess being my mid to late teens. Right. Mm. So we're starting to see some pretty yeah. good ball players. Yeah. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. So were there like, was there good crowds that come out and support there? Or? Yeah. I mean, it, it, of course, it's a small town. Small right? town. Yeah. There's nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Besides yeah. go to the fish tank. <laughs> the fish tank. Are you talking about the tank? The tank. Yeah. yeah. Funny story. My dad started that. No way. He, he was the owner of the tank. Part oh, wow. owner. Yeah. yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they had good food. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so you you would have played. Uh, did you guys had a Bantam and junior program with the Rockets? We did, yeah. So um, Johnny Murphy was his name. He he started us uh, basically had tryouts. All the kids from the Orthodox League, uh, and he took that that team. And another dad, Brian Curley, helped him out. Uh, but Johnny, he didn't have any kids uh, playing, so. He put a lot of time into it right. just because he, he loved it. He loved it, yeah. And yeah. he wanted to help us out. And uh, we had a lot of laughs along the way. Oh, that's good. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. So uh, I know you sent me some notes, which I, I love, by the way. <laughs> that, uh, that Bible? In 93, you uh, said you got picked up by the Windsor Juniors and went to Summerside and meddled. What was that like? Well, funny story from that was um, – Ryan Eisner, he was the the main pitcher from uh, the Windsor team. Mm -hmm. He was showing me how he was holding his drop ball, and I was holding it differently. And so I started trying it, and all of a sudden, the bottom starts falling out of my drop ball. And, you know, I was doing okay, but once I started the, holding it the way Ryan was, yeah. all of a sudden, it started falling off the, the table. Wow. And uh, I think it was right before we went into the Friday night double life game that I found this new grip on the drop. <laughs> oh, my Jesus. God. Yeah. And we ended up beating uh, Newfoundland, I think, 3 nothing. Is that right? Yeah. So that wow. guaranteed wow. us a bronze medal. <laughs> nothing, nothing like trying a new pitch at the at a national. <laughs> in the double life game. Yeah, yeah. Double yeah. Life. Hey, coach, I'm going to try this. <laughs> yeah. 
hey, it worked yeah. out. So everybody was pretty happy about that. Yeah. I can imagine. Uh, maybe a little bit too happy because all the boys went out uh, and had a few too many beers. Oh, that's fun though, man. Yeah, nice. I, have, uh, I celebrated a little, little yeah. uh, exuberantly. Yeah. So, I mean, looking back now, was it around that? T- like, did you have the love for the game? prior to that or like was that something was that like a big stepping stone for you as far as you know as far as you know moving kind of getting out of a spry bed yeah <laughs> um well the big uh, decision that i had to make was going to dairy queen i still have one year left of junior mm-hmm. with the rockets mm-hmm. and dairy queen asked me to play and you know leaving your buddies that you've, you've grown yeah, up your sure. best friends yeah that was a tough decision right sure um it worked out for the best, but, you know, I, I had always had a passion for the game. Right. Even prior to winning yeah. the medal and whatnot, but. Um, well, of course you went, you went to 9K in the games. I did. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, I mean. You just that, totally skipped that. I know. But I mean, you would have had, like, that was prior to, to the junior nationals. It was. Yeah, 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 of course. That's right. So mm-hmm. that was in, uh, that was in BC. No, that was in Saskatoon. Was it? Eighty nine. I'm gonna edit this. No, I'm kidding. I'm not in. <laughs> if you can clear the peanut butter from the top of your mouth, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, I want to. I want to jump back because I mean, a lot of our guests in here, we've had. Have, well, not in here. <laughs> on the podcast. On the podcast. <laughs> went to the Canada Games. Like we've had a, a bunch on here, and yeah. it's not so, as far back as eighty nine. Eighty nine. Uh, there's been a couple. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. There was a few like Marty and yeah, Peaches and all those guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were seventy-eight. No, I don't know. Actually, no, Lyle Carter was Peaches in the seventies. Remember? Yeah, 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 that's right. So that's right. Uh, but anyway, what, tell us about the experience of the Canada Games. Like how how big of how big of a moment was that for you? Well, I think the big surprise from that was the opening ceremonies. Mm. Oh yeah, not realizing how big of a deal it was going to be. Uh, I, I didn't really know that much about it. Sure. And then all of a sudden we walk into the stadium and everybody's going bananas and, you know, everybody's cheering. It, you got, you got your colors on. Yeah, it was, yeah. you know, arm in arm with yep. your buddies. That's yeah, awesome, man. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Who coached that team? It was Tommy. It was Tommy, man. That guy is a legend. Man, amazing. Such a legend. And uh, yeah. Frank Harlow. And Frank. Oh, yeah, yeah. Frank. Frank yeah. was awesome. Yeah, yeah he, Frank was a beauty too. He was still with them in 93 when they got the silver, I believe. And he wasn't, he, he was gone. Yeah. When uh, R97, because we had Jamie and Dale. So, uh, yeah, yeah, right. But uh, in your notes there, you said about the bus ride back after playing BC. Yeah, John, John, and Rick Smith. (laughs) So, we played BC the first game of the tournament. Right. And we win, I forget the score, say 5 2. It was a bit of an upset. Nobody was expecting us to, Mm -hmm. to beat BC. Yeah. And so, we're all riled up. We're on the bus. And some way, Rick Smith comes on our bus <laughs> right. by himself, nobody else. Yeah. And John, John's, he's, he's there and he's, uh, he's saying stuff and, you know, just excited about the game. And Rick turns around and kind of glares at him. And John, John <laughs> says to him, he says, Boy, I'd kill you. <laughs> you better turn around. <laughs> and he would have. So, so Rick just turn around. Turn around. <laughs> Poor Rick. You Don't know, Rick was a big guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But John John's like thinking this guy is crazy. <laughs> John John's on a different level. When John it comes John control. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different level for sure. So, yeah, <laughs> crazy Kate Ratner. Yeah, he just ran for liberal, didn't he? <laughs> did he? Yeah, he ran Jeez. the election. I don't pay attention yeah. to Paul. Yeah, he did. I, saw his name. Yeah. I have a question though. When, uh, on that team, who was the pitching staff on that team in 89? We had five guys. 
Um, Timmy Mac. Oh, yes. Wade Cook. Cookie. Cookie. And I just he, ran into Cookie was, two weeks ago. Ace. I love yeah. Cookie. He was yeah. the muscle-bound bowler when I was growing up. Is that right? There's an old wino we used to play in Canada Games when we played uh, We played midget together. So we played in the Intermediate C League in the city. There used to be this guy. He would show up to all of our games. We, we played in the corner diamond with no fence. He'd sit behind like uh, behind the dugout, and which were only benches. He'd have his orange juice and his bottle of Lysol, like the can of Lysol. <laughs> yeah. And he'd get all fucked up on that, whatever it was. But then he'd talk with his raspy voice because his throat was off. Come on, muscle-bound bowler. <laughs> he'd call Cookie because Cookie was a lefty. It looked like he was bowling it. Anyway, I just ran into Cookie two weeks ago. No word to lie. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's anyway, crazy. continue. Sorry. Yeah. So, Cookie. Um, Andrew Fulton. Oh, yeah. Andrew Fulton from East Hands, yeah. from Shubert Agony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to high school with him. Huh. Uh, was the guy from Andy Ganesh. Can't remember his name. Then seen him since. Yeah. He was a big guy. Oh, is that right? Guy. Yeah. Last name McDonald or Conley? Yep. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> anyway, uh, we apologize and we can edit that part out. But number five, there was a reason why you're number five. We can't remember your name. Yeah. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> was there anybody else on that on that team that, you know, went on to... Yeah, there's, I remember uh, at one point seeing uh, Tommy a few years afterwards. Mm. He said, yeah. "Wow, it's that team was a who's who of, of softball." Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah so it's uh, Dwayne Miller. Oh, do we? Miller. Wow. Scott Hirschman. Yeah. Todd Bishop. Oh shit! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of good players there. Yeah. John John. Yeah. yeah. And a couple guys from from uh, Cape Breton that were good ball players. And yeah. Yeah. They. they uh, I probably didn't play a whole lot afterwards. Yeah. Cause, Cause there's no ball down there. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a really good. Yeah. There's a lot of good guys there. I guess, man, that's awesome. Yeah. So after, uh, after that junior medal in, in, uh, in Summerside, I see, did you, did you go to ISCs after that or, or was that before? Would that have been your first ISC? That was the same year. Yeah. Was it before nationals or? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, before. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I guess it would be. Yeah, I was there as well. Remember, Randy? Mm-hmm. In ninety three. Yeah. In Kimberly. No. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think you were. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was that experience like? Your first ISCs? Because well, I mean, who is Kimberly, by the way? <laughs> Kimberly was crazy. Yeah. You know, it, you just don't realize how big the sport could be. Yeah, you know, walked into the main stadium and the people just packing the stands, and um, Mark Smith is a legend. Mm. And I'm walking along with Mark, and you can hear all these people in the crowd saying, "Hey, look, that's Mark. That's Mark Smith. That's, that's awesome. Smith. Yeah, yeah. So that was so cool." And some dude from Spry Bay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I was just to, uh, they needed some bodies. Yeah, in sure. Case somebody got mm-hmm. get hurt and whatnot. Yeah. I only got to play a little bit. That's fine. But uh, I was there for the experience and yeah. it was pretty incredible. That's quite, awesome. Quite That's eye-opening. Awesome. Oh, freaking right. Imagine. Now, after that, you went uh, You went down to New Zealand. Was it, I, I'm assuming it was for the winter. It was. Yeah. yeah. How How was that experience? Imagine that would be. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, no you know, doubt. The amount of attractions that you can see in such a small country, mm-hmm. you know, you drive two hours and you can see something completely unique and beautiful. Um, plus the ball was really good too. Yeah. 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 I, and I actually, you said about, um, you know, they put down mats and, mm-hmm. and, and backstops in rugby fields. And I think that after I, I saw you put that, like, that's probably a good reason why they're a powerhouse because, you know, 
don't put a field anywhere and play a game. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I didn't mind pitching on the mat once I get used to it. I kind of preferred it because uh, when you're jumping, you're landing in somebody else's hole oh. and they don't align properly. Right. That really threw me off. Yeah. You know, I hated pitching against Musi. Musi was. Uh, yeah. He was, he was, well, he's also he's, nine feet tall. So. He's a lot yeah. bigger and, <laughs> yeah. and our holes didn't align at all. No. And I always had trouble trying to find good landing spots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there, the mats, you never worried about it. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, so, uh, do they have mats in the batter's boxes as well? No. I think I, think I played somewhere one time, maybe or Mukdo or something like that in New Brunswick. They had mats for the batting boxes. That mm. was very strange. That's crazy. Because you're so high up. Like, you're not used to being like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you're usually be different. in the, the yeah. landmines. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, so, enough about me. Let's talk about Jeff. Yeah, so, okay. so when you were down there, of course, uh, I imagine you would have got to see Mark Sorensen play. He was the most impressive hitter I've ever seen. Yeah. I probably saw him, saw him have 20 to 25 at bats. He might've got out three times. <laughs> and of those three times he got out, the guy caught the ball at the fence. Wow. Man. He just squared up everything, had such plate discipline. Um, I even changed my, my stance and my, my hitting mechanics to try to mimic, to mimic him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I can. Ma- that would have been crazy to get to see Sorensen hit back in '93. Yeah, like, he, he would have been in his prime. Yeah, oh, man, that would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, while you were down there, uh, you almost drowned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I saw it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the beach and uh, decided we we're going to try surfing a little bit, and. Uh, First time out, took the they had a real big board, something easy to learn on, mm-hmm. and uh, so go out, jump up, going along, probably riding long for you know five seconds, <laughs> feels like eternity. Yeah, fall off. This is awesome, man! Can't wait yeah. to do it again. Yeah, only time I got up all day. Really? Yeah. So then, and it was a big uh, break between when the, the waves would crash and then, you know, oh, yeah. into the beach. Yeah. So if you lost your board, it took you like two minutes to go get the board, <laughs> yeah. get back. Right. So I was exhausted. And anyway, being tired, gave up on the board, decided I was going to go body surf. Right. Massive wave came. I'm thinking, oh yeah, this is going to be great. Well, it just catches me and tosses me to the bottom and it's just tumbling me and I'm trying to swim out of it. <laughs> And it just keeps pounding me down, pushing me down. And just when I hit the surface, I take another a big wave. gasp, which, you know, another couple seconds and another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they don't teach you how to swim in Spry Bay. You don't get those waves there. <laughs> yeah, they're not like the New Zealand waves. Down no, there. no, no. Oh my God. That's, yeah. that's kind of scary actually. Yeah. yeah. Man. Make your memories. Yeah. No, so you get back home, play with the Dairy Queen. End up going the 94 ISCs in Summerside. That must have been pretty cool. I mean, the fact that the ISCs were here in Atlanta, Canada, like that alone must have been awesome. They did such a good job. Um, Did you get a chance to go over? I would actually, you know what's funny? I was there at a hockey school at Slamman Park while they were going because there were secondary fields there. Right. And I I was like, I think I was in band. I think I was about six, no, 15 years old. And I went over and I got to watch some of the games that were going on. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's my memory of it. 
Yeah. I mean, you guys were playing in it, so yeah. <laughs> you guys have better yeah. memories than I do of it. Yeah. Were you with Windsor? I was with Windsor, yeah. yeah. I was actually picked up by uh, the SummerSlam 94s that year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when we had an ISC qualifier in Halifax, and we lost to Newfoundland, I think, or somebody anyway, whatever it was. We fin- ended up finishing third, so we didn't get to go to ICs as, for, as Windsor. And then they had a team drop out, so they asked us just to go, and our team ended up going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I didn't get to go with Summertime, but whatever. It was it was a great experience. I had no idea what, even what it was, to be honest, back then. No yeah. clue whatsoever. Yeah, a lot of guys didn't know. Yeah. yeah. So you guys went on a, quite a run. <laughs> yeah, you guys. <laughs> uh, Richard Conley got on a roll. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden, we find ourselves playing the Gators yeah. under the lights <laughs> in a full Full park in Summerside, Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth Park. What a beautiful yeah. spot, too. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And the, the media did such a good job of yeah. promoting the yeah. event. That's, we had Chronicle Herald and Daily News both every yeah. day, massive write-ups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, news was there. It was it was really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. And um, we played the Gators, and they kind of showed us who was boss. <laughs> Yeah, they, they weren't yeah. bad. Yeah, they uh, they put it on us pretty good. Yeah, Is that yeah. Z man playing. Yeah, Z yeah. Z pitched against us. Yeah, but in true fashion, remember uh, Kevin Reed. Yeah, hit a monster home run off Z. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was probably oh, reader the, the only uh, run that we scored. But yeah. Oh man, Kevin wasn't afraid to rise to the occasion. And back then it was uh, one two barbecue. If I don't, it was yeah. So, that, so you guys had to go in a roll. Yeah. Yeah. So we winning the first three, that was, that was, yeah, yeah for we sure. didn't have to go to the other side of the bracket. Right. Mm. And, uh, I don't know if we won another game or we were out right away, yeah. but it was a, it was a close game, but we didn't, couldn't pull it off. Right? Yeah. You guys end up fin- finishing 10th, correct? 10th. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Freaking right. For a bunch, yeah, bunch of absolutely. guys subscribe, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, didn't you guys play the Gators in the exhibition game? Leading up to that? Yeah, Games Diamond. That was actually the next year. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. That was prior to the uh, uh, 95 Nationals in St. John's. Oh, okay. So they, they flew into Halifax, yeah. played us, and then went then on. Then to St. John's. St. John's. Right on. Yeah. yeah. So the funny story about that is uh, Z rolls in to the ballpark and he's coming into our dugout because he's thinking he's going to pitch for us. Oh. We said, no, get across there. We want to play against you. <laughs> and uh, so he starts, and Richards he started against them again. Yeah, both of them throwing beautifully. Oh, yeah. got to tell you, a funny part of that is knowing Darren, he used to like to start guys with a low rise first pitch. So I was telling all my buddies for a week in advance, I'm swinging first pitch. <laughs> I don't care. I'm swinging. Yeah, I'm getting a low rise. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit it. Yeah. And Allie Hart was our, our leadoff hitter. And first pitch was rise ball, you know, mm-hmm. chest high, swing and miss. Three balls right in a row, same thing, strike three. Didn't right. touch it. Right. Then um, Mike Gritzy's next hitter, he goes up, strike one, <laughs> strike two, foul ball. Crowd goes bananas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, they finally get a piece of one. The crowd was <laughs> yeah. So Mike gets out. And then I come up and it was, and everything I could do to convince myself to swing at the pitch, even though I told myself I was going to swing it. I thought it was going to be in the dirt. Ended up kind of having to 
half-hearted swing at it, but I got it in play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Low rise. Front page of the newspaper next four, day. <laughs> four hopper to the second base. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my uh, next at bat, I said, okay, you know, I had no case swing at that. Don't you know? Um, but he's going to throw me change up. Yep. So I was sitting change up and I almost came out of my shoes. <laughs> the bottom fell right out of that thing. Wasn't even close to hitting it. So I said, okay, I missed that by that much. I'm getting another one. So I sat on changeup again, threw me another changeup. This time it went to the east. He threw, he has a curve change. Two feet. And I said, oh, I don't have a chance here. (laughs) I am done. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Like having a changeup that curves, like, come on. And crazy curve too. Yeah. When you see the spin that he was able to generate, it, it was like nothing anybody else could do. Yeah. Oh, Amazing. Man. Yeah. That's crazy. So how did you guys do with the insane Seance that year? Oh, just to finish up that story. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, yeah. Sorry. The, the jumping the gun. I'm jumping the gun. Um, we ended up going to 10 innings with them. Oh, that's right. That's yes. right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, completely unexpected. Mm. And I went in probably in the fifth or sixth inning. Yeah. And it was one of the best games I've ever pitched in my life. Is that right? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was pretty neat to feel. Yeah. Like yeah. A, You're competing at a certain with that. level. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, uh, you know, it was a, a really strong hitting team. Yeah. And finally, we ended up losing in the 10th. But, you know, if there is a moral victory, that was, yeah. that was one. Is that when Ron White put it on Citadel Hill? No, that would be uh, that would be actually in the Nationals. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, right. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. So in St. John's. <laughs> yeah. He put speaking, it on. He put it on Signal, Signal Hill. Signal Hill. Yeah. Signal Hill. <laughs> okay. The story behind that is pitching against the Gators again. Yeah. And Ronnie was a good power hitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Still remember his bat. White TPS power yeah. dome. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I couldn't have thrown one any more middle in. <laughs> and he turned on it. And I just put my head down and said, shit. And then I said, oh, I better have a look at this because this is going a long way. <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> and I did. turned and, and the, the way they had the park set up over there, I think it was probably a slow pitch field. And then they had a temporary fence. Oh, okay. So yeah. it was over the 350 fence. Oh, and then the write up in the next morning, I got to see it because... A good buddy, Adam Buckhold. <laughs> Bucky. He, he cut the article out of the newspaper oh, and yeah, stuck it yeah. on my hotel room door. Yeah. That the only thing that stopped this thing from going into the harbor was a taxi that was driving by down the street or something <laughs> to that effect. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, it was shit. a missile. Oh, man. That's <laughs> awesome. Frig. So, following year, go on the East Dance Macedons, play with the guy sitting across from me. Hi. <laughs> I heard fun. that was Waterloo. Yeah, was. I heard you were an ugly ass hitter, though. Davy Williams, I have no <laughs> idea. After maybe three or four years after playing together, I saw him in ballpark somewhere. Yeah, and I was with somebody, and I can't, I don't remember who it was. I was with, and I introduced whoever it was to Davy, and he he said, "You know, I got to tell you, Jeff, you were one ugly ass hitter." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what that is, but that's just Willie. Okay, buddy. Yeah. Dry as all can be. We even yeah. talked about that before the before. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, he's so dry, <laughs> but <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> what was this thing we we were talking about earlier? Well, actually, you do have a funny story about Summerside versus the Gators. 
What is that all about? Yeah, you might remember the story when I tell it. But we arrive at the ballpark and... Oh, in Waterloo. In Waterloo. Right. And the twins are up on the Gators. Oh, shit. I do remember now. In the first inning, Glenn Edwards hits an absolute bomb. I think they had a a hot tub out in left field. (laughs) (laughs) And he hits this thing into the hot tub. Yeah. Just a massive shot. Yeah. And then I think uh, Duke Cormier. Duke Cormier hit hit one. Grand slam. Yes, that's correct. Game, took Duke was the manager him. or something. Like he was, yeah. <laughs> he took the ball up and got it signed. By <laughs> got, got it. Yeah. yeah. But I remember that. What? It, yeah. Yeah. So Glenn's second at bat. Then he goes up and I think Z was probably taking Summerside a little bit light. Yeah. In the first, yeah. first inning. And um, he probably got a little pissed off and got warmed up. Yeah. By the, the third or fourth, whenever Glenn, he came up again and, uh, and he, he blew a, a rise ball by him. And so Craig Crawford says to, to Glenn, he says, that wasn't the same rise ball you hit in the first day, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. And in true fashion, Gators come back and win. Yeah. Did they really? Yeah. I remember Duke uh, hitting that home run, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was like kind of an unbelievable story in the ballpark. Yeah. yeah. Man. Crazy. Yeah. There's always big stories at Nationals, man. That's awesome. I love the Nationals. So what's what's this about hitting home run and sneakers? Wait, sneakers and no socks. No socks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Might even been the night that uh, Ryan Eisner lost his mind. <laughs> oh. Which one? <laughs> Down in Windsor? And he threw the ball off the Coke machine. Uh, St. <laughs> St. Croix. Yeah, yeah. That could have been. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. So we meant to bring this up to Timmy Mac, didn't we? <laughs> oh, shit. That's right. Yeah, we didn't want to. <laughs> we didn't. No. <laughs> May have been the same night. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Keith's are blowing us out. Mm. <laughs> Game's over. So I took on the cleats and socks. I'm soaking. Yeah. I was probably pitching. Who knows? <laughs> and then all of a sudden we get on a roll. The guy's on. Somebody else is on. All of a sudden, Jeff, you're up. So I'm in my sneakers. What is the biggest no-no as a ball player? Mm. Take off. You don't take off your goddamn cleats. No. So up I go. A pair of sneakers. No high socks. pants. <laughs> yeah. Bare legs. Yeah. Face and Musy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and, and he grew his one. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm hitting it up. <laughs> Running around so, with no socks so, and sneakers. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. That was funny, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish. I was just trying not to fall down. Trying yeah. Trying to slip. Oh, no. I was trying to get the battle. <laughs> and you felt like a dick because you already took your cleats off. Oh. Too. Yeah. That would have been great to know when we interview Musy. See if he remembered that. <laughs> yeah. A few years after he made it. Comment about it. Yeah. Oh my God. That's freaking hilarious. So we're going on Jaguars. Had some pretty good su- success there. I can't see peanut butter. <laughs> ah, can you say that for me? Success. success yeah. Jeff. For eight sakes. National champs. National champs. But uh, you guys, you guys started in 97 as intermediate, yeah, intermediate team, right? Team. Yeah. We did. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm not gonna lie. That was bullshit, but go ahead. <laughs> be a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. That year, um, with the Mastodons, I had a great year, but there was just different philosophy of of how much pitching that they wanted me to do sure. compared to you know they, they had Ryan and Ryan Eisner and Troy Cameron and and they wanted them to pitch a little bit more because they were local guys and I think they wanted mm-hmm. to develop them and I really wanted to pitch and so I, I wanted to go to a place that. Uh, 
uh, I'd be able to throw a little bit more and try to develop it. And so that was the only reason why I left East Hands. Um, but uh, I was talking with Doug Rudolph, who was one of the sponsors, his brother Gordy. Mm-hmm. And they were thinking about doing something for, for a few years. And I said, yeah, I'm totally open. And so a good portion of the team, probably three quarters of the team, guys from uh, East Shore and played for the Rockets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Originally. Not the Keys. <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah. no, no. no. And so that intermediate team, um, yeah. you know, half to three quarters of the guys were, were all ex-Rockets. Yep. And uh, so Gordy uh, and Mark Smith played candy games together. So that's how that relationship okay, yeah. came all right, yeah. Came about. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Gordy talked to Mark, and, and Mark was looking for a new challenge. And um, challenge was. Up to the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the rivalry began. began. Yeah. Hey, man, it was, it was a good rivalry. It was intense, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, man. Because mm-hmm. so, that was our 97 was our Cane the Games year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we faced you guys a lot. We faced the Keys. We were in tournaments together, and being able to watch. You guys play each other. Oh, that was always fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, that, uh, that first year intermediate, you guys, uh, of course went Easterns for intermediate day and that was in Brookfield, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. It was hosted in Brookfield. Yeah. 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 And of course <laughs> you would win. We did win. Yeah. I didn't play in it because I was picked up by Summerside. Uh, to, to go to nationals, to Victoria, right? Nationals. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I wasn't allowed to play in, in the yeah. intermediate days. Back when they had rules. Well, <laughs> it's so weird though, because if you sign now, if you sign on your card with the Jaguars, you can still get picked up by Summerside, mm. right? Now, mm. like you, you could have played in that intermediate days and then gone on to play for Summerside. But anyway, right. that doesn't matter. It doesn't didn't happen. So, so yeah. that nationals with Summerside though, weren't you like playing the outfield as well? And yeah. The funny story with that is I'm out in right field and Richard Conley's pitching another gym, Mm. but it's maybe fifth or sixth inning. A couple guys get on and uh, Roger goes out to the mound and all of a sudden he's calling me in from right field. Jeff, you're in. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in right field. I'm in right field, (laughs) Roger. I haven't haven't thrown one pitch. He said, well, you got five to warm up. Go ahead. So Senior Nat. So anyway, jump on there. Did fine. Yeah. A game or two later, same thing. Yep. Worked the first time. Why not? Yeah. You think after the Roger's first time, you're like, hey, Raj, a uh, little, little warning, like, take me out to get him before, maybe. And yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or I can warm up. Yeah. Any on the sideline. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. So going into that, uh, that national year of 98, of course, like, uh, did you guys get together early, early on that year and, and, you know, start team chemistry then? Yeah. Gordy and Doug were able to really provide us with some opportunity that if we wouldn't have had it, we wouldn't have won the nationals. You know, right. we end up going to Tampa Bay. <laughs> Why? Well, what? Yeah. <laughs> for an exhibition games. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. You know, <laughs> That'd be we, all right. We go to, to like Pinch Cut or <laughs> Eakum Seekum. Or... We play the Smokers. <laughs> yeah. In Tampa Bay. Not a big deal. So, Marty with them then? Uh, Marty and Z. <laughs> It's good, good tune up for the season. Yeah. It also helps that you have, uh, you know, Mark Smith's kind of sailing the the captain, turning the wheel on that ship. Yeah. He knows all, he has all these contacts, obviously. So 
It's amazing. Yeah, it was it was yeah. incredible. Yeah. And so to be able to get a start on the season with that, and then we went to for Ontario sure. for multiple trips and yeah. played in the big tournaments there, and then we hosted a, a big tournament. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And I think we gave away twenty thousand dollars in prize money, <laughs> something like that. I think the winner got ten thousand dollars. Wow, there's yeah. It was it was a big deal. Man, why don't I remember that? That would have been ninety eight. It was us you smokers. Um, I was what? You weren't invited. <laughs> the farm. <laughs> yeah. DC Tire and it Summerside. Was, it was essentially an IC tournament. Yeah. So yeah. we were seeing the pitching that we need to see yeah. in yeah. order to be able to, yeah, to uh, you know, yeah. without it, you just you can't um, get into a situation where you're just starting to figure it out at the end of the week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. And uh, you know that was the difference. Yeah. yeah. Freaking right. I mean. Getting, getting to see that top quality pitching, I mean, that that is big. I mean, we talk about it all the time, like the Canada Games team getting to see, you know, in our league alone, like we talk about it all the time, that's going to benefit them next year. And especially next year going for like with what, what we have planned. I mean, yeah, like getting to see top quality pitching helps you. Well, that's why the Noofs are so good. You have yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Noofs get away every weekend. They're playing somewhere else, yeah. you know, on exactly. different teams, mind you, but they're getting at bats and bats at yeah. bats at bats. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that Nationals. That was, uh, yeah, 98, I mean, yeah. for it to be held here in, in Nova Scotia down in St. Croix and to have you guys in the keys in the final, it's almost like it was like a, a movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it was made. How was it from your perspective being there and, and winning it? it? You just can't explain it to people unless you experienced it. Mm-hmm. You know, the rivalry that we had between us and Keats. And, um, you know, you could feel it in, in the, in the stands. Yeah. Uh, it was palatable. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of liken it to, uh, feel the dreams from the end of the movie where you, you see the string of cars coming to yes. the ballpark. Yep. Yeah. That's how it was. They were trying to find places to park. To park cars. Park cars. <laughs> yeah. They were parking them up in the fields and, yeah. you know, it was just an incredible event you know they were blessed with amazing weather and yeah the tournament was run so well yeah. and the ball was you know yeah. was elite i can't believe yeah, there was wasn't any head-on collisions on the highway there there was <laughs> there was one was there yeah because yep. they, they were doing construction, construction. yeah I, actually we were playing because uh, i was with east hands at that point hmm. we were playing a game against bc on the other diamond and during the game there was a collision on the highway because there was several somebody lights was, yeah somebody and there was, was a red light and people were watching the ball game watching the ball game as they're driving and bam into the back of somebody well, who was stopped. story took a turn for the worst <laughs> well you brought it up you <laughs> asshole <laughs> I meant when I edit that yeah yeah oh no hey can you pass the skippy peanut butter please <laughs> so, anyway back to the back to that final game there when uh, Musi got that final strikeout what was the I mean well, let's go back to Big B's home yeah, run first. We, we, oh, right. We, we got to talk about Barry's home run. Yeah. yeah, for sure. We had so many guys that stepped up to the plate yeah. during that tournament mm-hmm. that they were responsible for winning a game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like one guy carried us. So that yeah. Barry ended up getting the home run. He had the home run. Right. He had the home run. But, for example, the first game of the tournament uh, – Ricky LeBlanc hit a solo shot off of Derek Jodry. Right. We won one nothing. Yeah. Right. Right. Was at Derek with Edmonton at that point? He was. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, Glenn Edwards. He had uh, uh, a home run off Dean Holine. Yeah. 
and we end up winning because of that. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody played a different role. And yeah. I mean, that's what goes into winning the national championship. You need. It's, it's funny when things just all fall into place in different ways. It's it's very strange how it works out for you. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it has to. It has to or else you don't win. Or you don't win. Yeah. It's like everything is aligned. The stars are aligned. We're getting we, pretty we, I remember on the Wednesday night we played um, Owen Sound and on Diamond 2 and uh, Frank Cox was pitching against us and he was throwing absolute gas. Yeah. Like he just had it going on that night mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, we might have got a couple hits. Probably Glenn did because Glenn was, he was feeling it. Um, but uh, he he really dominated us for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then when we face him in the double life game on the Friday night, yeah, he probably had pitched a few too many innings and he just lost, lost a few a RPMs. Yeah, and it yeah. was just, just enough for us to be able to put up a few runs. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Actually, before we get to that uh, Barry's home run in the final there, a little side note. Did any of you join uh, Abby and Marty at the at the lower deck during no, that? That was, that, <laughs> that was only those two. <laughs> oh, that was when Marty or Abby was teaching Marty how to pitch. Yeah, with flip flops on <laughs> on the steps of signal or yeah, the, they were, oh, the lower deck. They were the lower deck of the casino. You could find them yeah. in one of those two places. <laughs> those are beauties. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, back to uh, back to that final when when Barry hit that home run. I mean the elation here guys it's i mean i was there i saw it mm-hmm. that was crazy yeah like, it was but we still need to get three outs exactly yeah. that's the scary part isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you, and you know what it's like you, so you don't want to think yeah. negative yeah but you, you're just thinking okay we're so close it to can this happen. yeah we just we don't want to have yeah uh, have it slip away yeah absolutely and i mean but, but the way music, music was, went out mm-hmm. and, you know i remember what marty said to us was it Smitty told Marty to go go warm up or something? And Marty said, I don't need to warm up. This is Musi's game. Musi's yeah. good or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. You know, yeah. the funny thing is the league championship was the turning point in our season. Yeah. Because um, we had to beat Keith's twice in the final. Um, we played them the first game, the round robin. And I think I pitched and lost one, nothing. Steve Jesso hit a home run off a changeup off me. Mm. And, um, Hey Jess. Yeah. Jess was a good hitter. Um, and then we ended up playing one, a couple of games and ended up playing Summerside on Sunday morning. Had to beat them in order to be able to get to Keith's. Right. And, and then had to beat them we twice. We ended up going, I think it was 14 or 15 innings Shit. against the Twins. Yeah. Oh. And we, um, I think we were down a couple of runs. Dave McDowell hit an absolute laser, you know, patented line drive home. Yeah. Um, to end up tying it, I think. Wow. And end up carrying it on like for another inning or two. Yeah. And, little fuzzy on the, yeah. the yeah, details well, yeah. of a few years That's ago, fine. but I remember him having that big home run, managed to win the game. And then um, I think Musi went in and pitched the end of that game. And he was throwing it well, but, you know, nothing that you would really think any different. Sure. Mm-hmm. But then when he started against Keith's, it was like he found another gear because <sighs> he, he, he just finished up against the Twins mm-hmm. and... Mark and I 
we're kind of talking about what our strategy would be to pitch. And so, well, Musi's warmed up. I'm not going to beat Keith twice. Let's let Gerald go. Mm-hmm. And so Gerald goes and he is just rolling. Yeah. It was like, he, he, yeah, it was by far the best he had pitched all year and finishes that game. We end up winning. And so right back to Musi again. Yeah. And he went another, probably another five innings. Wow. And then I went in to get the Man. last couple, couple of innings, yeah. but he, it was a co- totally different pitcher. Is that right? Yeah. And he just carried that right through to the, the nationals. nationals. Yeah. Yeah. He was on fire. Who knows? We didn't come back and win that tournament. Mm-hmm. We may not. Again, everything had to fall in place, all right? It, all yeah. had to fall in place. It's amazing. So what was like when that final out happened? Surreal. You just can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know it, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Just, you can't believe that finally... Everything that you've put into the game, yeah, you're gonna oh, be known yeah. as, a, as a national champion. Yeah, it took me a little longer than it took you, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah amazing. Just uh, yeah, nothing, awesome. nothing better than it. So, the, the next year you went on to play with the Keys the following year, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Um, so the Jaguars were done the next year. Yeah, there, it was a, there was a two Smitty, year. Smitty yeah, retired. A two year project. Well, yeah. do you think Doug and Gordy could maybe? come out and sponsor these chance mastodons <laughs> dougie you listen dougie gordy you listen i always liked you guys <laughs> doesn't have to ask <laughs> like you guys um well yeah i did i went to play for the keys but i had a little diversion first because i went to venezuela that winter that's right that's yeah. right yeah so how oh, that came yeah. about um smitty was down in venezuela yeah he was uh, he was the the uh, pitching coach for the Canadian national team, right? And uh, when he was there, uh, I think it was the Pan Am qualifier. Oh yeah. And um, the owner of the the team that I ended up going to play for uh, talked to him and, and asked if he knew anybody that might be interested in going. And so Mark thought <laughs> of me, and I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm very interested." However. I'm not going to Venezuela by myself. So I asked yeah. Glenn Edwards. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I said, right. Glenn, Glennie. can you get any time off? And he had a whole bunch of time banked. Yeah. And uh, he was able to get the time off and off we go. Wow. And so what was like? The stories that we have, buddy, <laughs> unbelievable. We, yeah. Every time we get together, we laugh about Is that something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, well, was, it was amazing. The notes that you sent me, I need to touch on a couple of things. Because when you sent this to me, I was laughing in my living room. <laughs> so... Tell me about this variety show and being a judge on a beauty con- contest. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> the variety show, I'm not even sure what I was there for, but the, they were doing all, you know, the variety show things and I'm kind of off on the side and they, they announce me and I come out on the stage and I'm waving and, you know, it's like the way to promote the, uh, yeah. the, the yeah, team. Like, well, didn't you say you were like the, your first day there, you were recognized. I was a celebrity. It was crazy. <laughs> it was, I was walking down the mall and somebody walked up to me and said, you're Jeff Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, how do you know that? You know, I've been here one day. Well, just took a look around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you guess? <laughs> White dude here. <laughs> Might have had something to do with that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, back to the uh, yeah. the beauty contest. Yeah, thing. so somehow they asked me to go out and, and I was not really judging, but I was there as a, a judge. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's crazy. And so Man. all the girls paraded in front of... 
us and then sounds didn't horrible really do anything but there was another way to, to promote the Toros. So, so what's the lifestyle terrible. like down there? Like, I mean, we only know by what we see on TV. Of course you lived it. Yeah. 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 It's a very different, uh, different pace. And a lot of it too. Maricaibo, uh, that was the city that I stayed in. It was uh, the second biggest city in, in Venezuela and uh, probably two and a half million people, maybe three, something like that. So it was wow. a very big city. Um, 35, 36 degrees every single day. Wow. Like warm. every day, every day. And then yeah. I had a few days that I pitched and it was 40 degrees and you feel like you're melting. Oh, you know, yeah. you, know <laughs> you, you look down at your arm and you need to see the sweat, sweat coming, yeah. coming through. Yeah. And a funny story with that is um, I was sweating so much every time that I made a revolution, the, the sweat would go down on my hand and I'm trying to find something to wipe it off. Oh yeah. And my jersey's wet. My pants are wet. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that I could dry it off on, it was my glove because I had a black glove. Oh, yeah. I'd wipe it on, on the glove and, you know, evaporate immediately. Yeah. And, uh, so that was the only thing I kept Jesus. on running. So wow. At one point, the umpire calls time. I get, you know, had a look at this glove. What do you have on it? You know, they thought I had. Yeah. Stick yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So not Hey, wait a second. Are you Jeff Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you said like the games were on TV and radio down there, right? Yeah. 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 All of our, our games were televised. And uh, when we were on the road, they would take a crew and uh, they would broadcast it back on that's the radio. craziness. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty yeah. cool. Man, that, that's unreal. And they, they always had somebody to come out to do the, the first pitch. Really? You know, so it was like a, it was like the professional league then of some was. sort. Yeah, 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 it was. It yeah. was. That's crazy. Luis Aparicio was from Maracaibo. I don't know if you know who that is, but I don't even know what you just said there. He's, <laughs> he's a Hall of Fame uh, shortstop. He's one of the the, the first Latin American um, guys oh, yeah. to yeah. go up, and so he's a Hall of Famer. The, that is sick. Was there. yeah, yeah. You got to meet quite a few. Uh, I did. Yeah, I actually played with William Cañate, and uh, he was our, our center fielder and one of the maybe the last year that I played. Yeah. Mm. William Kenyatta has a world series ring from the 93 blue Jays. What? Utility outfielder. Really? Yeah. That's oh, awesome. that's cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool that you can say his name. Cause I'm looking at it right now. I couldn't say any of these <laughs> names. I see uh, Thomas Perez. I could probably say that. Yeah. Oh, it's a funny thing. This story about Thomas Perez. Uh, we were playing uh, away probably, yeah, six or eight hours away from Maracaibo and um, a lot of the, the trips that we had it was a bit of a drive mm. so the, the bus drives were never fun yeah and uh, so after the first game was over somebody comes to the back of the dugout and asks to speak to me and I, and I go out he introduces himself and Tomas Perez and uh, so he played for the Phillies um, second baseman for the Phillies. His dad was the the head coach of the team that I just played against. Oh wow! So we just we talked for a few minutes. Shit, that is cool. And, and then he said uh, to his dad, he said, "Dad, you think I could could hit that?" And his father said, "Not a chance." Really? <laughs> yeah. God, man, that's awesome. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. So tell us about flying to Caracas. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, the first year there, we win the national championship and we did so fairly handily. Mm. Um, Is that a party in itself? Uh, yeah. Champagne was on the field. Yeah, wow. They were spraying Man. everywhere. Yeah. We had a parade through the city. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Any of the beauty pageant contestants, were they at the parade? <laughs> <laughs> this 
This is why I don't do girl interviews. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it was it was amazing. Um, but they figured that um, they they would have us play against an all star team from mm-hmm. the league, and Hugo Chavez, who was the president, yeah. who had just been elected. And so there's a lot of optimism. Everybody was really excited that there was a new president and that right. the country was mm-hmm. going to go in the right direction. The right direction, yeah. End up not going in the right direction. Yeah, we're not allowed. That yeah. Don't listen However, to what we're saying. Um, <laughs> we like you. <laughs> but we, uh, they flew us there to Caracas uh, on a military plane. Wow. And we landed on the base and took us to the, the field on the base. Really? Play the game in front of of Chavez. And so I have this picture in my office of me standing right beside Hugo Chavez with uh, that is so cool. The rest of my team. It would have been a cooler story if you had said they flew me in a military plane and then we had to parachute into the field. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sick yeah. story though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So another, another thing I want to ask about uh, like your sponsor down there, like you guys had a, uh, like a pretty good sponsor. I, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. He, uh, he was, he was pretty cool. He owned uh, a bunch of pharmacies. Okay. And so he, he was pretty well off and he also was able to tap into, I think some of the, the big brands to, to help out with this, to, um, raise some money. Right. And like Gillette and, yeah. and companies like that. The O-Field fence was covered in, in, uh, you know, their advertisements. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, so he, he did a really good job. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So if you had to throw in a no hitter, you would have oh, to. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're we're playing this big game, and he comes up to me and he says, uh, "Jeff, if if you throw a one hitter, he said, I think he said a no hitter first, and, he's, and then I negotiated to a one hitter, uh, I would get to fly back on his private jet instead of the ten hour drive on the oh, bus. Shit, no yeah. way. Yeah. Would you throw a two hitter? Um, no, I flew back. <laughs> Oh, did you? you did? <laughs> no way. Oh, that is even better. That is sick. <laughs> that is awesome. And that was in your face too, Randy. Oh. Because you said. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, was <laughs> I don't even know. Damn it. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. Crazy. Oh, how? So what, hour and a half flight? 10 hour bus ride? Yeah. It yeah. Was, it was a pretty good trade. Uh, imagine. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, I got to do butter. that two times. Is that right? Did you? Yeah. So what, what's the story about the player talking shit to you? Oh, yeah. So one of these trips, after, you know, eight or ten hours on a bus, sometimes you get off and just don't feel that great. Yeah. And uh, I pitched. Terrible. I just had no zip. This mm-hmm. is, whenever We always played four games in a weekend. Yeah. So we played doubleheader Saturday, doubleheader Sunday. Right. And I was allowed to pitch in three games. So the imports were allowed to pitch in three games. Okay. Um, and then the fourth game, it had to be all domestic guys. Um, so the first game I pitch and they beat me around pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, and I don't know what the guy said, but it was the lead off hitter and he was yapping and I couldn't understand anything back then. Um, but after the game was over, my sponsor came just absolutely livid. He said, tomorrow you're going to hit him and you're not going to hit him in the ribs. You're going to hit him in the head. He, he was losing it. He was, Jesus he, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't they shoot soccer players if they don't stop goals down there? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. So he, he was pretty upset. So the next day, I got my snap back. So first pitch, I threw a rise ball right under his chin and his eyes were as big as saucers. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next pitch. 
he couldn't have reached the inside corner of the plate, let alone the outside corner. So, yeah. You got him? He got the message? He got the message. He backed off, and I struck him out on three pitches oh, good. after that. But, uh, At least you didn't have to shoot him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was pretty funny. I got half they, nervous there. Um, the, um, the culture, you know, the guys are, are very... Uh, um, demonstrative i would say yeah 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 you know i think they are with everything anyway like when you go down south you notice that yeah it seems like they're getting mad at each other but they're just being demonstrative like you said i mean it's like i I need more eyes i need more fucking eyes (laughs) you know (laughs) but they're saying it in their language yeah Yeah. but you know the guys play with a lot of passion yeah and it's it's also great the crowd and the crowds are amazing you know yeah Um, imagine be pretty loud yeah yeah, it's loud especially after about the third or fourth inning when a couple beers couple drinks yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I wanted to ask, is it, did you feel safe when you were down there? I did. Sur- yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah. I, yeah. I never really. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I yeah. don't know anything about the country yeah. at all, but you, you hear horror stories from people when they go down. So, right. well, we heard from like uh Lolly and those guys, you know, they, they had to be led to a, to a field with uh, machine guns and all this other shit. I was wondering how you're going to get Lolly in this yeah. podcast. Oh, Fucking no. said Lolly's <laughs> name. Shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got to hit the button. Yeah. Jeff doesn't even know what we're hitting there. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yes, no, so you it, did feel safe. It, uh, we felt safe, but a few places that we went, um, yeah. when we went to Caracas, Caracas is uh, a very dangerous city. And oh, now yeah? all the, the whole country is, is very dangerous. We we can't go back. Really? Unfortunately. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah. They've had some really But even times. if you went back now, they'd still go. Hey, you're Jeff Cameron. Yeah. Now you're going to hold your hostage. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. I actually, one thing I want to touch on before we move on. Mm-hmm. Did you give uh, Erky those Ziploc bags for his protein powder? Oh pattern? my God. Nothing to do with that. That is <laughs> one of the best. Probably a little bit better. That's one of the best stories yeah. ever. Oh, uh, we had a fun time. Erky was such a dummy. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that happening? No, no. Oh no. my! You God. heard the story. I though. heard the story. Oh my yeah. lord, yeah. Jesus! Christ. As soon as he was telling us, and he yeah. said he got the Ziploc bag, I was like, "This, right, is this not, is not going to be good." No. Here. <laughs> oh, that's that's crazy. But with him down there with it, that, that must have been you know nice to have another like that would have been after Glenn Glenn's first yeah. year. Was it? Yeah, yeah. The, the first year when I went down with Glenn, um, the intent was. For them, they had a, a guy out of, I think it was Denmark. Uh, his name was Jesper Penduro. And he had set all the records there in the country. And, um, and he was their big import. And But Jesper couldn't go. And so they were looking for somebody to kind of fill the gap until he could, oh, okay. Jesper could go and qualify to get enough games and then play in the playoffs. Right. So Glenn and I were only going to go down there for, I forget, maybe Five weeks, six weeks, okay. something like that. Yeah. And and then come home. And when it was time for me to come home, the sponsor said, we really want you to come back. Can you come back? Nice. And uh, so, I was gonna, yeah, I, I get the lay of the land now. And, right. Uh, yeah. So, um, I went back by myself. Right. And, and then the next year, um, that's when they were looking for another pitcher along with me. And uh, right. so, that's when, when Erky went. Right on. And uh, so, it was, yeah, it was great to have yeah. somebody to, to hang out with. And what? what an experience, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And another guy that, uh, dry sense of humor that oh. could make you laugh. Like, <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Man. Hilarious. Yeah. Unexpected humor. Yes. It, big time. Yeah, big time. So awesome. Um, couple things. Got to get moving on here. Uh, well, you got to be somewhere? No. I'm just, you know. We Wait, I have a, on. there's a question I wanted to ask, uh, in all of these notes, something about coming home and canceling a wedding. Oh. 
<laughs> All right, let's talk about it. I do want to know what that story is. Oh, yeah. That was not a great time in my life. So yeah. I, if I was to guess what that meant yeah. was you were engaged. Correct. You went to Venezuela. Correct. You came home, got unengaged. Correct. You went back to Venezuela. Yes. And you met your wife. Yes. And you came back home with your wife. <laughs> yeah. And huh. bingo was his name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah. You I turned, may have known the story a little yeah. bit. Oh, okay. You <laughs> threw that in there. I was like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. That had to be tough, man. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. it was very difficult. I mean, it ended up working out. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. it but, yeah. you know, at the time... It was uh, it was yeah. pretty rough to go through. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Doubt. no doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry to There's bring that up. The long and the short, <laughs> but I had to. But, oh yeah, of yeah. course. Only he threatened me. <laughs> I got asked about Dominican Republic. That uh, yeah. You just tell the story. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I think it was on Al's uh, site, Al's fastball. They were looking for pitchers to go down and. Uh, uh, try to help them get ready ready for the probably the ISFs. Okay, and so they wanted to have pitchers come in and pitch against their players, and that probably select the team uh, right. from that. So it was myself, Ryan Brand, Tom Baruby, and uh, Quentin Matzner. Yeah, and uh, we go down there, and they put us all on a different team. So there's four different teams. So we're, we're p- pitching against each other. Right, and uh, it was really cool. You know. I was, they put us up in a resort and be hanging out in the resort all day and then go to the, the park in the night. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> How long were you down there cool. for? I think it was four weeks. <laughs> oh, is that yeah, all? In the middle of the winter. In like, oh, is that February. all? Jeez, what a sin. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank that's, you, Al's fastball. That's yeah. crazy. That was, it was incredible. And you met Sammy Sosa? Yeah. So <laughs> the, uh, the president of uh, Dominican Republic uh, softball, he took us out on the town yeah. and he says, yeah, maybe he'll give Sammy a call. Sammy. Yeah. Okay. Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. Motherfucker. So all of a sudden in through the door comes Sammy Sosa with his entourage. No freaking way. Yeah. And the dude is huge. Is he really? Yeah. No, he wasn't very tall, but, but he stacked. was there. He was there in, in a blazer. Yeah. And it was incredible. Like he. Is that right? Oh, yeah. And he just walked in there. The presence. You just feel it. Wow. And uh, he came over and talked to us for probably five minutes. Yeah. It was super cool. Yeah. yeah That's crazy. weird, man. That's crazy. That's a lot of steroids back then, too. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been. I was just thinking yeah. about Yeah. He would have been jacked. And isn't he white now or something, too? <laughs> If you look up Sammy Sosa, I swear to God, I think he bleached himself or something. Oh. You I, can edit this shit out, right? I know, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty fucking positive he's white now. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now like, while you guys are talking. <laughs> like Michael Jackson syndrome? Or? I'm not kidding. I think he bleached himself. Oh, okay. Either way, so, I mean. Unless, it, oh, I mean, Facebook doesn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Sosa white's the first thing that came up. Man. I am not lying. Oh, well, Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I believe you now that you showed me. Okay. It was on the internet. And we can keep that on here. Yeah, okay. So, uh... Fucking weird. Before we get to, uh... Sammy Sosa. Before we get to uh, Player Association and everything, I gotta ask about, uh, your time with the Brookfield Elks. Because, I mean, we've we've all played for the Elks and, and storied franchise. What was it like uh, for you coming in, you know, as an outsider, of course, and joining the Elks? When I was... Probably 13 or 14 mm-hmm. started going to 
some of the senior games. Yeah. And we would come over to Brookfield. Right. And I said to my dad back then, I said, I want to play for the Elks. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah. 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 The field yeah. alone, like yeah. the field is yeah. immaculate. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. So, you know, to be able to play there and, and the group of guys. It yeah. Was, it's, it was, it's so fun. You know what? When you played against the Elks, you knew you were in for a battle. Mm, and I yeah. had many battles against them um, as an opponent. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty great to have them on your side. Yeah, I've said it before. I hated them before I yeah. went to play for them, yeah. but it was just, it wasn't a hate because I didn't like who they were. It was a hate because they were just so goddamn competitive and never stopped. And just, they were just that bug in your ass type thing. And yeah. then when I went and played with them, same as you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Greatest time of my life. Loved playing there. Yeah. It was Loved fantastic. It. Yeah. yeah. Just the, uh, like, like Everything I, about it. like I said, I mean, it's always about compete with them. Don't yeah. you compete? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're going to love you. Yeah. yeah. Same way you love peanut butter. Oh, man, come on. Jesus Christ. Trying to talk here. Come on. <laughs> I hope you, everybody can hear this too. Maybe yeah. we can get a sponsor from Skippy Peanut Butter. <laughs> anyway, Jeff, uh, thing we end the podcast with, the uh, Player Association. I'm going to throw out some names to you. All right. And you can uh, say as much or as little about them as you want. I'm going to start off with uh, the king himself, Richard Connolly. Richie. Well, I can't thank Richard enough. And it took him five years, but I finally learned to throw a change out from, from Richard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't ask you one. And, uh, you know, I just couldn't get it. And finally, one, once I got it, it changed yeah. my career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and Richard's an awesome dude. He's one of my best, best friends. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very fortunate to, to have met Richard and, and still carry that friendship. That's nice. Yep. Right on. So, so what's he, what's uh, what's he up to now? He's in prison. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of rental properties in Halifax. Oh, okay. He's yeah. doing very well for himself. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Good. Good. For, good. For He's him. a Guysbro guy, right? He is. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. Conley. That's a weird name from down there. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, uh, talked a little bit about him before. Uh, Barry Wright. Be right. Um, gone way too soon. Yep. You know. Yep. He was such a fun guy to be around. I never saw Barry have a bad day. Mm. Um, and he was a competitor. Yeah. Um, and as the stakes got higher, Barry got better. <laughs> you know, he, yeah. you could count on him to, to win you some ball games. That's yeah. for sure. With yeah. his 46 ounce bat. <laughs> <laughs> I told he always had the heaviest bat. It was like 38 in ounces or 36 ounces or something stupid. Yeah. Mm. Man, I, I've told a story on here a couple of times, but pitching can the games time in there. That was the, the morning or not the can of games time. I mean, it should be yeah. with the can of games team. And that was the morning after I slept in a ditch <laughs> <laughs> and Barry hit a, hit a shot off me that almost hit me in the head, but went out straight away center. Yeah. That's how hard he hit it, man. He can hit big dude. He's scared. I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but so Barry did some security work and I remember he was a floor walker at some, I want to say it probably wasn't Walmart back then. It was been, I don't know, Kmart or something stupid like that. Mm -hmm. Something like that, whatever it was. So anyway, I saw him in the, in the Wolco or whatever the store was. And I'm walking with my wife and I said, Hey B. And he looked at me and then looked away. Like I wasn't allowed to talk to him or something. Fuck. I was like, that guy doesn't fucking like me anymore. Like was, I know I pinned him twice in a game one time, but I didn't mean to. And he knew that. But <laughs> so anyway, I get walking down. I just keep on walking and I see him again. He kind of looks at me, looks away. I said, I did. To Tracy was my wife at the time. I said, hmm. I know he knows me. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. Next thing he comes up and grabs me and said, what did you take? I was like, 
what are you talking about? <laughs> What'd you take? I saw you take something. I said, I don't know what you're talking about, Barry. I have no idea. He goes, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> you scared the absolute fucking shit out of me. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. He probably, as soon as you, the first oh, that's initial why, reaction. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's something you would do. And he put my arms right behind my back and he was strong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's What'd you take? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. All right, next on the list, uh, two more here. I We talked about Brookfield and... He was big part of the team, Chipper Van Tassel. What an amazing teammate! Mm. You know, he, he was kind of the, the the ring leader of that whole crew, yeah. and uh, I love playing with Chipper. Yeah, another competitor and and just a fun guy to hang around. <laughs> Not a bad second baseman, and no. yeah, he could he yeah. could make the plays. Yeah, actually, he was with the Keys that year in '98, was he not? He was. Yeah, yeah, that's right too. Yeah. That's and that, at the time I thought that was crazy because you know somebody leaving Brookfield to go play with the yeah play with the keys nice, yeah. but I mean that was good for him I mean oh my god yeah Frig man you get to see a lot of I think he was probably one of the more underrated players that didn't really get a chance didn't yeah. get a crack like he could have played at some high level oh yeah for sure I see why one hundred percent but he I, I also kind of a homebody I, I think we did too we yeah. had a lot of guys around here that just needed the opportunity yeah, on a regular basis but yeah unfortunately geographically we're kind of out of the way a little bit pigeonholed a little I mean, bit yeah. if you you uh, remember in '98 that nationals um because our league was so strong yeah everybody represented themselves really well at that national that's that's for sure yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's just because we were playing better ball yeah the teams just think of how competitive our league was back then it yeah. was nuts yeah yeah it, it was, was nuts. for sure anyway last on the list smitty mark smith smitty. well smitty he changed my life, you know, to give me that opportunity to uh, to go to Venezuela. I've gone down a path that uh, I never would have gone down. Um, we're still great friends. I played golf with him uh, last week and uh, very fortunate to have met Mark. He had tried to get me to uh, uh, go with the Keiths early on, um, and but he wanted me just as a hitter. He didn't he didn't want me to pitch. And you wanted to pitch. And I still wanted to pitch. So yeah. it kind of kept on getting pushed down the road. Yeah. And then in 97, it all came together. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. Out. Yeah. How's right. he, how's he enjoying retirement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's really had a chance to, to miss it yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. it'll be next spring. Yeah. Probably when it's really going to set in for him. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Frank, what he's done for the game here. In, not only in Nova Scotia, but in Canada. Oh my God! Yes, alone has been yeah. been remarkable. Yeah, and he doesn't do anything halfway. No, no. The no. amount of planning that even I saw him do with our Jaguars team, and uh, then I can you can only imagine what he was doing with the national teams. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, Jeff, man, gotta thank you for coming on. I mean, we've real pleasure. Thanks, we've been, guys. We've been talking about this for a while at the at the ball field yeah. and everything, and uh, for finally for it to come to fruition and have you come come into the basement here and uh, <laughs> yeah. shoot a podcast. Been awesome, buddy. Well, I love listening to you guys. Uh, yeah. Every time a new one drops, I have a listen and uh, have a few giggles along the way, and mm-hmm. for sure. Hopefully we provided a few here for for everybody. Oh, I'm Absolutely. pretty sure we did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did. Anyway, buddy. Thanks for coming on and uh, take See, care. Safe right. drive back Thanks to Spry guys. Harbor. <laughs> oh, now we got to do our closing. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Let's do our closing. And action. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man. Uh, yeah, thanks, Jeff. Uh, Jeff's not on there anymore, is he? Yeah, no, okay, we just you just shut him off. Okay. Yeah, that was fantastic. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Good, uh, great talk. Yeah. Local local player here in Nova Scotia. Another and, uh, another local guy that had opportunity and took advantage of it. Met his wife, has all kinds of kids, seven or eight kids. I don't even know how many he has. Three. Three. <laughs> we got the three. Yeah. Three yeah. kids uh, because of opportunity, because of softball. Yep. And uh, that's another reason why it's such a great game. Absolutely. I'm not saying go away and get somebody pregnant and bring them back or anything like that, but you yeah. know what I'm saying. Exactly. Opportunity. All of our listeners. Hey, I got a question, right? Okay, any, can, any Canada game reunions coming up? Oh, yeah. Frank, uh, you're welcome. That's why yeah, I'm here, asshole. I know. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're having a, it, we, we've been talking, me and Fraze and, and uh, Shan Singer. Shan, I got your name out there, buddy. There you go. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> we can edit that. We're having a 25 year, 20, 25 year, man. 25 year <laughs> reunion. Canada games anniversary. Reunion. Yeah. Next summer. So uh, really looking forward to that. Yeah. Getting I can't fun. wait to see Danny Miller's hair. <laughs> Getting a bunch of boys back together. It was like and, Howard uh, Stern, but really old. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. Hopefully, we can get everybody back and yeah. uh, and uh, probably have a good weekend over, out of that. And yeah. And just a reminder to our, our all of our listeners, especially in Ontario, Quebec, that uh, if you're interested in playing in that Tide Fest tournament that we're going to be hosting July, I can't remember the date, 14th, something like that, mid July next summer, 2022, in East Dance, uh, to please just send an email along to outside the shoot at gmail.com. Get a hold of Randy or I, and we'll get you some details. All right. Aside from that, thanks, everyone. Have a good week. Take care. Classified. Okay, buddy. Before we move on, outside the shoot, we'd like to thank one of their sponsors, Prodigy Sports. Located at Nine Simmons Road in Bedford, Nova Scotia, Prodigy Sports is your leading supplier of team, league, and school sporting good products. Prodigy Sports prides itself in its unique working relationships with all the major name brands in the athletic industry and has an extremely close working relationship with sporting good manufacturers around the world. This combination makes Prodigy Sports your number one supplier of sports equipment, clothing, and supplies. Please join them by looking further into their website, 
prodigy-sports.com and discovering the world of Prodigy Sports right at your fingertips. If you have any questions about their company or any of their products, please feel free to contact them at 902-446-4645. Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. <laughs>